This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. You're listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. through the mainstream school system as a blind kid, and it wasn't until much later in my life that I had blind friends. It was a life-changing experience to meet other blind people, find out what they were doing that I wasn't, and be inspired to push my own boundaries around independence and adventurousness. I sometimes wonder how my life might have been different if I'd discovered these things when I was much younger. Blind and visually impaired young people in Manitoba are getting the chance to do what I didn't. Recently, I spoke with Anne Harry, Program Lead for Youth Engagement for the CNIB Manitoba Division. She's facilitating the Manitoba Youth Council, a group of young people who get together to share, learn, socialize, and help each other discover what's possible. Can you tell me about the Manitoba Youth Council? Sure. Uh, The Manitoba Youth Council is a voice for the youth uh, who are blind and partially sighted in Canada and Manitoba. And hopefully their hope is to influence change and increase awareness of issues that's relevant to that particular population. Uh, They really want us to be up on new initiatives and have programs that really support them. So I'm the resource person for the Manitoba Manitoba Youth Council. So when you say youth, what age group are you talking about? 15 to 29. There was a small group of individuals who had come together. They really wanted an opportunity to kind of connect after high school. They were uh, university students and individuals who were now working, and they found that they didn't have a real peer group to connect with. Uh, That's one of the things about mainstreaming. You often aren't all in the same place at the same time, so you don't necessarily know who your peers are in the community. And the less vision you have, the more likely it is that you can't identify them because you can't see who's walking around with a cane or a guide dog. Now, are these real-time in-person meetings or are there virtual meetings as well? There are both. Uh, we offer that opportunity. Right now, we are meeting once a month for dinner and a meeting. And then we uh, also get together for an inclusive social outing and once a month as well. And we have an opportunity to attend the meeting either via Skype or call in with a conference call. So walk me through a a typical meeting. What kinds of things happen there? They have a social time to connect in the beginning. They also want to build awareness of what other organizations uh, provide service to people who are blind and partially sighted in the community. So we have invited others to attend our dinner with us and then take some time at the beginning of the meeting just to give us a brief synopsis. So for our next meeting, we have a plan for uh, Manitoba Blind Sports Association to come out and do an informal presentation for us. Then we go over the minutes of the last meeting. We plan our activities for the year and they really um, choose the topics that we're going to explore. Then we have parent forums. The young adults really wanted an opportunity 
to share their experience and to provide a forum for parents of younger participants of CNIB to come together and, and share information about what that's like. So they've done presentations on, you know, what my parents did really well and what could have been better. Um, independence just called Let Me Try. And their next meeting they plan to have their parents who now have young adults come and talk parent to parent. They really know how important it is to become as independent as it is possible for them to be. They know how important it is to learn skills related to advocacy and leadership. And they're we actually have created a number of opportunities for them to mentor younger participants as well. So our outing for this month includes the six to 12 year old uh, group that, that runs here so that they can be the mentors while we all go bowling. We've developed a component called LEADS and that stands for Leadership Education, Advocacy, Development and Support. The diversity is just so evident by the presentations that they make. I was interested in the, how you pointed out that integration can, can sort of lead to some isolation and that was my experience. I went through the, the regular school system and that was completely my experience of not knowing other blind students or, or blind people of my age. What kind of issues are, are coming up uh, for kids who are going through the mainstream system? Many of them just go along to get along. And so they really don't like to make that one of the primary considerations, even if they really could benefit from some adaptations and some things that would help them more fully participate in things, often they would rather hang back and, and just uh, not draw attention to themselves, especially as it relates to their vision needs. So, you know, one of the young adults that did a presentation, I think, put it really beautifully because she said, you know, it wasn't that I didn't have any friends, but I didn't know other people just like me until she came to a camp that CNIB provided an opportunity to attend. So when she came to that, she met someone else who was just like her. They knew right away. And she said 20 years later, they're still best friends. As the person who's sort of coordinating this over the long term, you must see um, changes over time in, in participants. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, you know what? This is, this is the greatest honor and privilege in my life to be a part of, of someone's growth and development. I've been here 32 years, so I have seen them literally. <laughs> You've seen right it all. From, yeah, right from birth to having their own children and those kind of things. So, you know, I've really watched um, people be able to embrace all of all of who they are. I think that something really radical happens inside when you accept that being someone who has a visual consideration is part of who you are. It's not the most important part of who you are. It's just a part of who you are. And and embracing that really helps you go as far as you're able to go. So I've seen young people who, um, you know, we celebrate when they first come here because they they are so timid and so reluctant to share their story. Some of them don't even know they have a story. <laughs> I, I remember just recently talking to someone who graduated as a massage therapist and she kind of, you know, 
I asked her if she would do a presentation and she said, you know, I can't imagine what I tell them. And I, I talked to her about, you know, what happened. She is somebody who actually experienced vision loss as an adolescent. And uh, she said um, she wouldn't even talk to people. But when she talked to people about it, she cried. She couldn't get through, you know, a five minute conversation without being tearful. And uh, she went from that to being able to present to a group of 300 people. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's so remarkable. And she was so excited to learn that she had a story and, and a story that was worth telling. So, you know, being able to watch people who are very shy and reluctant to participate. And now they're out advocating in the world. They're, they're taking leadership positions. And what's the catalyst that's bringing the big changes like that to people? Well, I, I think that when you um, have some ego strength about, about being who you are and not having to hide, whether, you know, whatever your limitations are, we all need to embrace what our limitations are if we're going to really build on our strengths in life. I think it really helps to have others who, uh, who you know are, are successful because it changes what you think is possible. That's one of the reasons why our parent forum, I think this is such a unique kind of approach to it, to have it happen through our youth group. But you know, imagine the first meeting that we had, parents came, they had a 16-month-old little girl who will be a Braille user because she's got no residual vision. So she comes to, they come to the group with their daughter, actually, and they see young people who are attending university and working full-time and really leading fulfilling, active kind of busy lives. It's so reassuring. They don't even have to tell their whole story for that to be such a powerful impact for the parents who witness that what is possible for their child. And parental expectations make a huge difference here. Parents, you know, often really struggle with, even if they didn't think they had a dream child, if that's not been part of their experience in life, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around what does this mean about my child's future. Uh, however, you don't have to live there. And so once, once you start to get comfortable with this, and you can do it just as new parents do for all children, um, then, you know, life gets back into your routine and you're busy doing many other things. And it's not till you're caught up with a challenge specifically related to it that it, it kind of reminds you that this you require a different accommodation for this or you need to have more information. The best thing I ever heard from one of my participants was a young woman who didn't come to us until she was a young adult. And I said, I said, well, why now? And she said, my parents never treated me like I was broken. They treated me like I had everything I needed to be the best person I could be. And I think, wow, you know, like all children should benefit from that. Just having parents who just treat you like, look, you have everything you need to be the best person you can be in this world. We need to provide opportunities to demonstrate competency. Mm -hmm. Opportunities to demonstrate competency is the, the premise of um, Stephen Covey's book, you know, The ha Seven Habits of Highly Effective People.
Mm. He says, like, we have to remember to provide opportunities for people to demonstrate their competence. And uh, I think that that's, that's really what it's about. What are the issues that the young people are bringing up as relevant and important for them to talk about with each other? We need to have the social skills. We need to figure out how we find love in life, how we're going to find work, how we're going to have fun. And being able to do that and talk about the real issues um, is really important. Like, like often, even when everyone else at high school is planning to go to an event, there are so many more considerations when you don't have total independent um, mobility skills and you know you need to have accommodations for those things it's it's not quite as simple as just oh we'll meet here some of those activities you know we want to give them a chance to try it out in a safe environment where they don't feel like they're going to have the worst kind of participation because they're unfamiliar so you know letting them try a lot of different things our first trip to the the trampoline park was quite amazing and one of the guys who you know typical kind of thing he's got no vision and he kind of walks with his head down and his ear turned towards the sound so he Mm -hmm. can make Mm -hmm. the most of it and he got out on that trampoline I I have never seen him smile so big or his his face upright and he learned how to go from stand to sit and back up to stand immediately but he was bouncing so high (laughs) it was just a level of freedom I haven't seen him kind of I don't know experience before it was amazing and and he'd never been to the you know trampoline park and he probably wouldn't have been there if we hadn't suggested and got them together so they could come and try that out it really is a matter of not thinking can I do this but how can I do this you know what a privilege for me to be a part of that i i have i have a million of them like seriously stories it. of every client who has been able to find their way and embrace you know the stuff that's inside cuz i believe you have everything you need to be the best person you're supposed to be you don't need something else you don't need more vision you don't need to be somebody else in this world you need to be you For more information about CNIB programs and resources, visit www.cnib.ca. You've been listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. This was a CNIB Foundation podcast.